Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. We're The Peak, SFU's independent newspaper, presenting you Peak Speak, a podcast done in collaboration with CJSF 90.1 FM, Burnaby. Today's segment is called Fun on Fridays, an episode where we'll escape the vexations of adulthood to reminisce on fun memories from our childhood. Please, allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Yola Berra, and I'm in my final year as an English major and a criminology minor at Simon Fraser University. I am also a member of the news team and staff writer at SFU's newspaper, The Peak. Hi, guys. My name is Jerome Albus. I'm in my last year in communications at Simon Fraser University. I am the promotions coordinator at The Peak at SFU. Hi, my name is Melissa Campos. I'm the multimedia editor for The Peak. I'm also an interactive arts and technology major as well as an English major. And I'm in my fifth or last year graduating in June 2019. I was going to say, let's give a round of applause. We're not going to do that. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. So as we get started, does anyone have any particularly fun memories from your childhood that you'd like to share? I don't know. I mean, there's so many we can go through. I feel like we could talk for hours, man. Definitely. Uh, lay it on me. Lay it on me. For me, I could, the earliest memory that I could think of that was like ridiculously fun to me is Power Rangers. Um, funny enough, my, my earliest memory is biting off the head of a Power Ranger toy. I don't know why I was like one years old or something like that. But that whole thing of like pretending to be like a superhero and like running around my like small little apartment or even outside with my friends, like not necessarily caring about, you know, like making videos or whatever. I mean, I wouldn't. I was only one years old. But like <laughs> basically like running around, like being like crazy with my friends and having all this energy. I don't know. How about you, Melissa? I mean, on a related note, I uh, <laughs> I um I used to have Barbie dolls, and me and my cousins we would rip them off and check them out my window. And every year, my dad would have to go through some spring cleaning and find like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> about twenty Barbie doll heads in our gutters. Oh my goodness! Um, but yeah, like just being able to do stuff like that when I was a kid and not, you know, get the reaction of like, oh. You're kind of weird if you do that at 22 years old, but yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, no, that definitely that's that's some that's some fun memories, you know. I have definitely <laughs> done some really weird things myself as a child. Uh, I've always wanted to be an entertainer, and I still do, and that was something very clear to me at an early age. And I remember <laughs> whenever we had family reunions or people would come over after church, I would write songs with my cousins, and like we would be at one point we were like the male. TLC or like Ooh. the other point we were like Jackson <laughs> 5 and like I would always be Michael and like we would like create these shows and like perform to our relatives even though they didn't want to see us perform oh my God, yeah. so you know I remember like uh, being 9 or 10 and hearing a story about how Beyonce when she was younger did the same thing and that she would charge her and Destiny's Child would charge their mother's friends to like watch them perform and so I started doing that until my parents found out and they're like yo you're the reason why we don't have friends anymore so that's something that I just remember being doing as a child and uh, technically I could still perform but I like like the way I did but I don't think I could scam my parents friends anymore oh you know what? a good question to that actually would be um, do you think that kids now still do kind of that same kind of fantasy thing with their friends or do you think it's more they're stuck towards like their iPads or like mm -hmm. social media because I know for me a lot like I would only have 
like my Lego. I would only have like my mind to play with. So a lot of the time I would like hang out in my room playing with my plushies and like <laughs> kind of just hanging out with them. That was up to like grade five. I would do that because like, yeah. we didn't have like phones at the time or iPads. Yeah. So I I can remember specifically too. Like I had this one very small dog plushie from McDonald's. I would call him Scruffy, and then. <laughs> It was just the oddest thing. Like, my friends and I would, like, make up stories. We would draw in our, like, uh, what is it, Hillroy? Like, yeah. those, like, line Notebooks. books. We would yeah. make, like, comics and everything yeah. and, like, just, like, do that for ages. I don't know. Do you guys think kids do that now still? You know, if I may interject, I have to say I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. I worked with youth uh, when I was a little younger, I guess, between the ages of... 19 to 22 23 and i just remember um being really surprised at how these kids literally don't play with anything except their phones and their yep. ipads and you know they have instagram and some of them have more followers than me which was really confusing but yeah um i i remember not having electronic rather uh you know devices except maybe a, a nintendo game boy color which is something even that like my brother and i didn't have our own we had to share um but our minds were, you know, our minds, we had to depend on our minds to have fun. We didn't have YouTube where we could watch literally any funny comedic skit that we wanted to with the snap of our fingers. And we didn't have Netflix on our phones. Like, we we had each other. And I think, you know, I'm not going to be one of those pseudo-intellectual what's the word, therapists <laughs> who are like, oh, this is so bad for the cognitive development of these children. Yeah. I, I, you know, I... I I'm sure there's some things with that, but what I'm really concerned with, though, I guess, you know, for these youth and for these children is that their their incentives to be imaginative are kind of because of these, like, technology has been taken away, you know? But, yeah, Melissa, what do you think? What do you think about the notion of children having access to so much technology instead of just having fun? To be honest, I think it's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, you know, I tutor uh, kids in grade 6 and grade 5, and they come into class with their phones. And on their breaks, they literally, instead of, you know, talking to me or talking to the other students that are there, they just sit there on their phones. And it's kind of, like, super sad because I am I got a flip phone when I was in grade 8. Yeah. That with a prepaid plan, I got yeah. $20 oh God, dollars to make yeah. it work for the month. Yeah. Um, so that's what I grew up with. I, I sent texts as a necessity. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Only when it was necessary, I mean. Yeah. Um. And that allowed me to kind of, like, develop a relationship with friends, um, play with my brother outside. That was my whole childhood, was playing hockey with my brother outside yeah. or playing with my action figures. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that was it. And I remember coming up with these stories and coming up with these, like, scenarios that I wouldn't have been able to do if I'd had a phone. Like, I remember I really loved to write when I was a child. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I still love to write. But and I would. She's really good too. Oh, no. <laughs> Please, no, no, no. <laughs> but I used to write stories, and I would come with like my language arts books would be filled with stories because that's what I would do on my spare time, and it contributed to me like getting this deeper love and uh, respect for English that turned into a degree when yeah. I was older, right? Yeah. And I feel if I'd had a phone or an iPad or some kind of technology, I mean, I had my iPod Nano and my Walkman yeah. when I was really young, yeah. but it wasn't enough to really detract me from enjoying what happened around me, Yeah, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, Jerome, you said this earlier to me today, um, and Melissa, you just said it now. The only 
you know, I remember the first huge kind of the big deal kind of uh, a device that I had uh, in terms of technology was an iPod, like an iPod Nano. And I remember it was a Nano video, so like it was like the colored ones that you could watch videos on. Yeah. And so uh, I may, since we're on air, I may or may not have illegally downloaded vi- like music videos from YouTube to, <laughs> to, uh, to watch, you know, on public transit. But yeah, I, I don't really remember having a cell phone like an iPod until I was a or iPhone rather until I was about fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Yeah. Even fifteen is a bit too young. But I remember yeah. my first phone too was uh, LG Chocolate when I was thirteen years Ooh. old in grade eight. And yeah, we had a prepaid plan too, and we didn't have access to these you know really nuanced, complex mm-hmm. uh, devices. And I, as a result of that, I think I've. And I, I can I think you know I don't want to speak on everyone's behalf, but I think I can speak on everyone everyone's behalf in this room, and that it's kind of helped us. It's really helped us, especially in terms of our adulthood now, because I, I would say we're all creatives. I would say we all have you know juices in our body that when we use them, we can we manifest really cool art. So I think that's attributed to our uh, ability when we were children to use our minds for our imagination and and really mm-hmm. thriving off of that. Um, so it's kind of s- switching gears at the moment. Can you guys think of any really hilarious, like funny things that you guys did as children where uh, at the moment or at the time you guys got in trouble for and you thought it was the end of the world, but now looking back, you think it's like the funniest thing ever? Because I definitely have some things, but I, I-, I want to give you guys the platform first. <laughs> Jerome, you Ooh, should see the I look on Jerome's face. I'm trying to think of like <laughs> things that were like, that are like scandalous. Yeah. I mean, like... At the time, in, like, elementary school, I was, like, really annoying. But that's just, like, general thing as a kid. Yeah. But uh, I think it would be running into the washroom to, like, do my homework. And, like, <laughs> and like, like late homework? No, just, like, in, during class. Like, oh. in, like, in grade three. But that doesn't, really, that doesn't really count as, like, a funny thing. Cause I kind of it just, is like, pretty funny it. if you I think about just, it. I just, like, did it. Um, oh, uh, oh, one th- oh, this is one story. Um... One time, my, my mom gave me the hint that she would pick me up from school before I used to go to the YMCA, which would be like this after school program that I would just go to. But this one day, my mom said, Oh, like, you don't have to go. Um, I'll pick you up, maybe. And in my mind, that was like, Oh, a yes. Yeah. So my school ended at 3 p.m. at the time. Yeah. So um, I would stay outside with my sister and wait with her at this time. I waited rather with her. Yeah. And then it was 3 30. For me, as a kid, 30 minutes was literally, like, 7,000 years. Yeah. So I was like, why isn't she not here? Yeah. And having my flip phone with $10 also on my paid account, (laughs) um, usually I would get picked up to go to the YMCA. But I texted my usual person to pick me up. Oh, I don't need you. My mom's picking me up. But at this time, like, literally no one was going to pick us up. So my sister and I were like, what are we going to do? Yikes. Um, So instead, I walked all the way to the YMCA. So... For a child of uh, my age at the time, I was grade three, so I think it was like, <gasps> I, I forget oh how old that was. My sister was in kindergarten. We walked Yo. from, basically take, basically take the walk from like, it, it was almost a, how long did that walk be? I would say like nine blocks. Yikes. And like Whoa. for a kid my age, that was insane. But it was just funny to me because like I was like telling sister, oh, it's fine. I'm going to pick us up later. And like no one did. <laughs> like oh when goodness. I got to the YMCA, they were like, why are you here? And I'm like, oh, I was kidding. <laughs> they, were, like, <laughs> they were like, oh. And then my mom was like, what happened? They were like, oh, I thought you were coming, but it's okay. I'm we're all good. Oh so I mean, goodness. like, so I mean, it would that would have been solved very easily if I had a smartphone. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, that's you true. Know? Yeah, yeah. Also, in hindsight, yeah. yeah. Also, I have. We should probably contextualize like. 
how old are we when we were born? Because mm. I was born in uh, 1995, and I'm 24 now. I was born in 94, so I'm 24 turning 25. I was born in 96, uh, 22 turning 23. But that's just funny because we're, t- we're kind of talking as if we're like... <laughs> Or like old people. Yeah, yeah, you're you know right. Absolutely. I mean? like yeah. Yeah. yeah, back yeah. to that question. Sorry, of the, yeah. of the funny story is like I hope that like also contextualizes like we're not old old people. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. we understand, but like we're kind of like making fun of the whole thing. So like yeah. for, for Mel, how would you make fun of yourself if you had a story? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know what? The sad thing is like I was actually a pretty good student yeah. when I was younger. And you so still are. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> but <laughs> but when I was younger, I was the type of girl that um, would not. Would, I was so scared of the teacher. Oh, so wow. oh. one thing that I did that I will never let this go <laughs> at how much of a I don't want to swear on air, but I was I was not a good person for doing this. Was um, in grade seven, me and my friend, uh, we were supposed to go outside for recess. Uh, that was the rule: you can't stay inside. Mm-hmm. And so me and my friends stayed inside for recess. We're like, ah, we'll just go to the washroom. And then we went downstairs. We were like right at the door. We're like, no, you know what? Let's just go back inside. It's only 15 minutes. No one will catch us. Yeah. We get back to my grade six classroom. Oh, yeah, it was grade six. And um, my teacher asks us, yo, did you stay inside all recess? Because I just saw you five minutes ago. And my friend turns to her and goes, no, we were outside. And I was a good student, uh, and oh I should have. I should have just been like, yeah, we stayed inside. I yeah. mean, it wouldn't have hurt anybody. It was a white little lie. Yeah. And I turned to the teacher, and I go, no, we stayed inside. Oh and <laughs> so we both get detention. This girl gets detention until the rest of the year. We were, like, almost Whoa. at the end. <laughs> and I only get it for one lunch. And, like, I felt so Yo, she probably bad. hated you. Oh, my God. Oh my gosh. And she, you know, we went to high school. She was one of my best friends in yeah. elementary school. So we went to high school, and she, like, teased me about it yeah. until, uh-huh. the, until we graduated, right? Yeah. But it was... It was just something that you look back and you're like, okay, as a kid, you know, if it were me now, oh, hell no. We went outside yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. time, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Went, here's my alibi. Yeah, here's my, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have yeah. got my, like, uh, yeah. witnesses. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I would have lied the hell out of that. But yeah. back then, being an innocent child, thinking, yeah. okay, you know what? I got I to gotta stay true all the time. Yeah. Even though it jeopardized my friend, it was like, but that's really, I think that's a testament to, I, I think, who you are now. Like, you you have this tendency to tell the truth and always do it really kindly and, like, mm. you know, genuinely. And But I also think that's a testament to how pure children are. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's also true. If children are yeah, so, the, their ability. And that that could go really well or that could go really <laughs> bad. You know, kids kids yeah. can tell you the truth about something that you don't want to be told the truth on. <laughs> you know, so that's pretty funny. Ooh, yeah. Oh, with that like moment of, pure children or like rather children being pure rather um what is something that you really miss from your childhood what are the purest moments of your childhood because i have so many like for me the biggest one would be going or biggest ones things rather is like my parents are like oh we're gonna go out to this place for a day Mm. yeah uh being in vancouver there are a lot of different things that you can do but for kids there were things like water mania yeah go bananas um, crash crawlies. Yes. Um, um, the zone bowling. Um, oh, I remember that. That was like my life as a kid. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one would be McDonald's had this very specific play place. 
that had the Nintendo, Nintendo 64, 64 controllers. Yeah, oh the one, goodness. the one. It was in Guilford. It was in Guilford across yeah. the street from the mall. That was my life in the Yo, day. Man, take I, me back. Man, this, uh, I remember that. It was so funny because like those were dirty things. Yeah, it was, yeah. And I those like, are, tons of like. Things yeah, that. that gave me like pink eye on three different <laughs> occasions. Yeah, but, you know, it's that whole thing of like you, we don't have games. On, we didn't have phones that have games yeah. on things anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, in order to play, like, anything, you would have to go to your friend's house. And, like, I don't really hang out at my friend's houses anymore because yeah. I just play online. But, like, yeah, back to that, that like, anything from your childhood that's really nice, like, you'll... Yeah, I, I think, you know, something that my family and I used to always do... Um, well, let's go to Seattle because we have lots of family there. Uh, like, lots of family there. And we have... We still do. And, you know, one of my cousins, his name is Mickey. He, my sister Eden, and my brother Abiel and I we were all so close growing up. And I remember we used to uh, go to my aunt's, Mickey's mom's restaurant. She has an Ethiopian restaurant. And people would think, oh, like, you guys are excited to go. Like, when we go to Seattle, my parents would say, well, what's the first thing you want to do? They're like, take us to Auntie Zupan's restaurant. And they'd be like, you guys are just going to sit there for, like, 12 hours while she works. But they didn't know that, like, my cousin... Uh, he got his mom to kind of construct this little cubby, nah. like, small area where yeah. Nintendo 64 and PlayStation 2 was, like, built in this area. And so, you know, my aunt was, and all of the wait- waiters and waitresses would, like, be busy serving customers while we pl- we'd, we'd be playing there all day. And I remember specifically one time, uh, I just have to tell this story because I feel like I need to bring honor to my brother's <laughs> legacy because this is so funny. We used to uh, stay in this den for like hours on end. And one time we were so bored. It was summer. It was really hot. Uh, so we went to the back shed where we got like ice cold, like Pepsi. And we were drinking the Pepsi. And I remember uh, my brother being like, hey, you know what's a good idea? We we're like, what? He's like, uh, prank phone calls. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we like prank called uh, everyone like we knew in Seattle. Like it was really stupid. Like, hey, is your refrigerator running? Like really corny. But like it's so funny to us as children. But then my brother was like, hey, guys, you want to prank call the police? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And so I was like, you know, I, I I kind of had this thing as a child where like I'm never gonna be chicken. Like yeah. you guys can all you got somebody can be chicken before me, but I'm gonna go through with it till the end. Like <laughs> you're not gonna catch me being afraid. And I remember I didn't say anything and we called the police, but at the time my sister Eden dropped like one of, she was like, I don't know, we were like playing pass with the Pepsi cans and she dropped it. But when you shake a can and yeah. then you drop it and if there's a hole, it just spins yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mm. it sprays Pepsi everywhere, right? And it started spraying and we all started screaming as a result of it. But oh we forgot that God. the police were on the line. And so I remember my aunt's restaurant was here. My uncle had another restaurant down the street. And we heard, we were like, we remember they were on the phone and we hung up. And we're like, do you think they hurt us? Yeah. And we're like, nah, nah, that, that, that oh is no way. Uh, like two minutes later, we hear sirens. And so we think, oh, you know, they'll never catch us at our uncle's restaurant across the street. <laughs> so we ran across the street. We're so dumb. And we went, we were like hit there for about 15 minutes. And then the police came to us. We're like, are there children in here? Or like, he asked my uncle, like, yeah, they're over there. And they, we, we see them coming to our, towards us. And, like, my brother, like, through the side of his mouth was like, you guys don't say anything. Like, just be cool, right? And my sister starts crying the second the officer <laughs> talked to us. She's like, it was us. We did it. We did it. <laughs> Yo, we got in so much trouble. But what I miss about that is, like, well, it's not pure in the sense that we, we knew damn well we shouldn't have been calling the police. Yeah. But it was pure in the sense that, like, we had so much fun doing something we knew we should not have been doing. And even though it's not <laughs> something like, that's something that we can't be doing today. Like, yeah, there's no way we're like, yeah. hey, Melissa, you know, let's break call the police. Like, <laughs> no, they're like, we're going to get in so much trouble, right? But as children, we used to be able to do things and just do it because we love to do it. And I remember specifically, like, 
we knew that. I think, at least I did. I think intrinsically, I knew that because I'm a child, I could get away with it. Ooh, yeah. I know I'm. I was real evil, so I miss that. I miss being able to like be silly and goofy and not not have consequences. For did it. you do that with a landline? I did. We did it with a landline. And that's so funny. You can't yeah. really do that anymore. With yeah. Like, no. Like, yeah. 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 So crazy. Yeah. Melissa, anything? Oh, that's great. Um, well, you know what? The, I just miss the kind of general routine that I had as a kid. Ooh, it would, yeah, you know, my mom, she always picked us up late from school, too. We would yeah. be the kids hanging around till 340. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But because um, she had work. She came from work. But, uh, but yeah, and I would get home, 4 o'clock, SpongeBob would be playing. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Days of Our Lives would be playing at oh, 4 o'clock. Oh, you I was that kid. <laughs> I was a soap opera junkie. Oh, man. So I watched my Days of Our Lives from 4 to 5, and then SpongeBob from 5 to 5.30, Fairly yeah. Odd Parents, 5.30 to 6. I oh still God, remember, yeah. right? Like, yeah. this was the routine. And then me and my brother would go outside and play hockey. Or some kind of sport. He would always beat me at it because I was never, you know, inclined with sports. Mm. But, and then I would get on the phone and talk for hours with my friends. Yeah. And that was, those were my days. Like, it now, you know, you, I get home and I'm tired. I go yeah. lie in a bed or, yeah. you know, just I get home super late because I'm busy with a bunch of stuff. So I think just having that freedom of being able to enjoy stuff as a kid and not really be worrying about anything. Yeah. Like just worrying about my cartoons and getting yeah. home on time to watch them. That was the biggest problem in my life. Yeah. So I miss that kind of lack of worrying. Yeah. Um, the lack of like being stuck to a responsibility. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. We should oh, okay, this is one thing that I think we could do that just it's fun for us. Um can we just like like yell out or like say things that we remember from the past. So I'll start. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Ooh, I oh. remember Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. Beyblades. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon. But Loki, I still play with that stuff yeah. today. Yeah. YTV. YTV. Mm. Youth Television. What else is there that, yeah. that like, you know what I can think? Uh, uh, Mona the Vampire. No. Uh, do, you guys, do you guys remember? No. I mean, I didn't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think you said it earlier, but uh, Color Nintendos? Oh. Nin- Nintendo Game- DS. Yeah. DS? No, no, no. Oh, my gosh. oh it, it, it wasn't DS. Game Boy Color. Game Boy Advance. I remember, oh, I'll never forget, you know, shout out to all the moms out there because you guys are always, yeah. you know, you, you guys do so much for your kids. I remember my mom was like, you're not going to get a new Game Boy Advance SP until you start behaving in school. Oh my god, yeah. And I, I remember I was like behaving in school and she she didn't get it for me because she was like, see, I didn't I, I she's like, I know I lied, but I want you to understand that you shouldn't be rewarded uh to do what you're supposed to do. Mm. And I how I responded to what she said let her know that like, oh, like maybe he does deserve it because I didn't get mad. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I, I just stayed quiet and I contemplated for a bit and I just remained, you know, I, I went out about my day, but I remember she saw that, and a week later she gave me one. And oh. I know how hard, like, parents work. And I remember oh, yeah. how, you know, like, I remember with with all of these things, like we said, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! I remember Yu-Gi-Oh! cards, Pokemon, Pokemon cards, Beyblade. We used to get the stadium, and, like, yeah, I would yeah. have the illegal rings. I would cost yeah, parts yeah, that we're not yeah. supposed to have, yeah, right? Yeah. But I remember, like, something that I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys can relate to me on this, is that when we grow up, we realize all of our fun Memories, for the most part, you know, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to speak on other people's experiences, but a lot of the things I had growing up that I just thought just happened because they happened oh, totally. were from my parents, and mm-hmm. you know, now when I think about it, my parents immigrated from Ethiopia. They didn't have a lot of money. They had to work really hard. They faced a lot of obstacles, but like, they literally 
pulled miracles out of their hat mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you, so, you know my my parents were also incredibly amazing. Yeah. Um, I was the kid who believed in Santa till <laughs> I was 13 years old. Yo, Melissa. Wow. I know. They didn't I'm, flame you on wow. that. They didn't like torch you. No. They kept me believing. Like, my mom devoted my entire childhood to keeping me believing that Santa was real. All my friends would tell me he was fake. Like, everything. But the reason I believed so long was this one year, I I used to be very specific in what I wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted... Um, so, one, one year, I asked for a toy, a Little Mermaid toy. Uh-huh. And I specified the characters that I wanted because I thought Santa made it. I was like, oh, she's not, nobody's going to have to buy this. I can just custom make it. So I put all the characters that I wanted in it. And my parents that year ordered it from the States. On Christmas Eve, they were at the border trying to find it. Like, they had to leave our house to go get it because... It didn't arrive yet? It didn't arrive and it was stuck at the border. Um, And so they went at three in the morning. We're there to like, I know, right? And, And I woke up the next day it's amazing because I didn't know they did any of that. Yeah, yeah. They just sat there and didn't take any credit. Santa yeah. took all oh the credit. Yeah. You know what? As parents, we should... Yo, parents must hate Santa. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I had not recounted that. You're right, Melissa. Like, can you imagine putting in all that work and yeah. then be like, oh, thanks, Santa. Yeah. He didn't do nothing. Like, what? Yeah. That's so crazy. Yo, your parents yeah. sound so sweet. 3 a.m. Yeah. at the border. No, I, they went the extra mile wow. all the time when I was a kid. And then now we have Amazon Prime. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeff Bezos. Shipping, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Jeff. Oh. oh man. How about you, Jaron? Um back when I was a kid, I would get in trouble every single day yeah. for anything. And it was always because like I would be running around when they wanted me to sit down. I wanted to do my own thing because I had a Game Boy and I would like run away from them if they wanted to like <laughs> get me to eat first. Or like I just like wouldn't go to sleep or whatever. Um so for me, it was like the patience that my parents had mm-hmm. with me, because yeah. like I was their, um, like that was like their golden child. Like oh my gosh, the first uh, born son, and I, they were like, um, oh my gosh, we have to make sure he's raised into like a good boy. Yeah. So for me, it was them trying their best to come to Canada because they're also Filipino immigrants, um, and trying to get me to assimilate but like learn what being a Canadian is yeah and also being like a good boy is in the like Canadian context or rather the western context because in the Philippines it's very very different yeah so um, for me like yeah that whole notion that the parents had to take care of me without the use of the internet to tell them what to do or like social media to like ask their friends what to do or like an ipad in your face to like distract you exactly like for me it was mostly like them trying to pay attention yeah or uh i guess throw like throw the game boy at me but like i can only play with that so long until i got bored of it right yeah yeah. whereas i don't have social media to like spend literally hours on it yeah um but yeah i mean just in general like you know like everyone knows this uh or rather, I don't think everyone knows this. The the saying that it takes a village, you know, to, to like a raise kid. a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, it definitely took a village <laughs> to raise me. The village of my mom and my dad. Like they took like oh. way too much time. Um, whereas now I feel like the village is like like the global village of the internet. It's, it's like the village is like Facebook, Twitter, yeah, Snapchat, actually, Instagram. But cool. actually, it's like it's very different there. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's just like I just think it's so interesting to see how kids have, you know. Or rather, people our age look back 
and our experiences have like pretty much shaped us. Yeah. But I really do wonder how the kids of this generation, rather like born between 2005 and now, will be like in the future. Because mm-hmm, I have definitely. no idea what that'll be like. Because like as you mentioned before, like some kids have more Instagram followers than I do. Yeah. And I thought that I was social media. Yeah, like we thought we local. was popping. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a promotions coordinator. Like come on, like I just feel like I should have a lot of like popularity there. But like yeah. some of them are like super savvy, and I'm yeah. like. I'm now trying to catch up to them. Yeah. And maybe that's coming with age and, like, not being able to, like, spend a lot of time just on my phone because I'm actually turning into an adult and I'm going to graduate from school soon. Whereas, like, my cousins are, like, in grade seven and they're like, oh, I'm just joining high school. But all my friends, like, have me on Facebook. So it's cool. I'm like, okay, wow. Like, I don't know what it's going to be I like. wasn't allowed Facebook until I hit the age that we're allowed Oh, Facebook. my God. Like, yeah, 13 years old? Yeah. That was it. My brother was a different story. He was younger, so he got it when I I was able to get it. Yeah. But it's just scary how exactly like yeah. you see, you know, ten year olds on yeah. Facebook. It's super crazy. It's super, and you know, it's so funny. Like I was just watching the news this morning, and like something about Momo, and like how oh yeah, 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 yeah. people put like really dangerous and and disgusting messages in between like. Uh, children programming on YouTube so that the parent will start watching that program with the child yeah. and then towards the middle to leave and this thing called MoMA would like you know interrupt the program and be like we want you to kill yourself when you're sleeping or like we want you to kill your family Wait, when you're is this real? This is real. This is really so, real. Yeah. I, did, yeah. I did see an article on that though that did debunk it though. Oh. It is a hoax but it, the whole conversation around that did end up making a lot of people more aware of that fact. Oh, I'm, so, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. No, 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 but it, it was true. Like, a lot of people, I thought it was real, too, yeah. until, like, people investigated it, and they are like, the claim of it being inside programming is technically false, but the whole thing is, you know, it's fun. Is, in the sense of it being, like, fake. But yeah. yeah. Is, is that the thing why uh, a bunch of, you know, kids' content creators are getting their channels taken down? Yeah. 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 Okay, okay. People are trying to inspect to see, like, what's really on there. But, you know, I also remember something along... I I just want to, you know, connect it back to YouTube specifically because I remember now, like, now, when one of my favorite artists drops a music video, I can watch on YouTube like that. Oh, yeah. I remember two things. I used to have, you know, we used to do some things with the TV. (laughs) Well, we used to have a BET. We used to get BET somehow, some way. Wink, wink. And then we used to have <laughs> Much Music as well. Yeah, Much Music. Much Music. And so we, I used to watch the Much Music Countdown. And mm. then I used to watch BT, a show on BT called 106 in Park. So okay. BT, Black Entertainment Television, would have like rap, R&B. And I remember waiting every single, whether it was like Jay-Z, whether it was Beyonce, whether it was, you know, Shaggy, which I should not have been listening to Shaggy. <laughs> as a kid. But I remember waiting for the music videos to sh- like to come on like after 3 p.m. Like, oh, my gosh, they're going to play. They're going to play it. You know, they would present the music videos. And like now it's, and I'm the, the reason why I'm saying this, because now like when you when you it's, I've noticed there's a difference between when you wait to see a music video live uh, on television or wait to hear a song premiere on the radio. You get so excited. Yeah. Now, it's like, it might be exciting, like, Salon just dropped her album, and it's, I'm, I haven't heard it yet because I'm too, it's too holy for me. But <laughs> I remember, you know, like, after I listen to it, I get bored of it. And I think it's the accessibility of, like, YouTube, of 
music streaming of you know all of these things social media that makes it less exciting like you mm-hmm. know what i mean yeah. no i know what you no, mean no i i definitely get it it's for me i i wasn't a, mu- a big much music yeah. person yeah. but my thing was dvds Ooh. when a movie came out it was straight to blockbuster man yeah. friday oh, man. nights my family would all sit down and we'd watch a movie that we went to blockbuster yeah. to pick yeah. yeah now it's like oh we have netflix yeah you know let me and watch it on my laptop don't, yeah. Exactly. yeah don't get me wrong i love netflix yeah yeah shout yeah. out to netflix <laughs> Give me a movie deal. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's definitely taken away that whole experience, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And you know, and I don't know, I again like like you said, Melissa, I don't wanna like beg on these these streaming services, but it is interesting. And you could even see it. I don't want to speak on to, uh, speak on it too much, but I could even see a difference in the artists and the work that they make. You know, like artists don't make like for music. I would I would like to say artists don't make albums anymore. Mm-hmm. Or the the rare you know the individuals I've mentioned like and other rare artists too. But people know that streaming or like YouTube was like it's all about how many views or how many streams you can get like in a record twenty four hours. So they make hot singles and they make hot you know little things. But then when the album comes, it's like oh like it doesn't match. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas before. People knew that when you got an album, you're gonna listen to it front to back on your Walkman. Ooh, Ooh yeah. that's say Walkman is ancient. Ooh. And you should listen to it and then like develop your opinions. But now, like with social media stuff, it's just fast, 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 exactly. fast. Exactly. You know? It was yeah. interesting. So you know, as we're talking about childhood and as we're talking about these really nostalgic experiences, I want to ask two last questions. The first question I would like to ask is, what do you think is the most important? aspect of childhood i know that sounds crazy but mm-hmm. thinking about who you are as individuals now and the shapes of your personalities what do you think is and you know there's a lot of things but i want you to tell me what you think is the most significant factor of childhood that we carry as individuals growing up well i guess for me specifically uh realizing just how annoying i was oh my goodness um, you're not that bad Jerome. no no, no <laughs> this is because i've learned it's, it's the idea that like you should be, uh, you know, receptive to things yeah, and okay. listen. Like, yeah. I know that, like, I can't say this to a child and be like, <laughs> you have to listen. Because, like, a child has an overactive imagination and an yeah. overactive mind. I can't, like, ask them to listen because, like, personalities are different. But it's that, like, <laughs> whole aspect of growing and learning as you, you know, grow into your age or yourself. Um, like, between the ages of, what, 1 and, like, 10, I don't expect a child to necessarily have the same processes as me now but yeah. like between 10 and 19 or 10 and 15 rather it's like you really come into yourself yeah and i think um kind of molding yourself by being around people that uh care for you or rather being receptive to what your parents tell you to do like i i remember this so clearly my parents would tell me to not do things and i would be like no mom i'm gonna do this now like this is my thing and then like i told them like last week i was like Mom, like, if you didn't, I'm going to say this term, but don't take it literally. If you didn't whip me into shape, I wasn't going to become the person I am today. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like if they weren't strict, I was going to be really spoiled. And, like, you know, I guess I I guess for me, it would be to also tell kids, yeah, you're going to hate your parents now. But 10 years from now, you're going to love them for what they did. for you. Your parents were right. All (laughs) those times that they sat there and told you, you know, one day you're going to grow up. And you're going to realize that I was right. Yeah. 
It's true. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. Um, like when I was a kid, I never used to take that seriously. I'm yeah. like, oh no. Mm-hmm. You, you, I, I know me. I know that I'm not going to, but you grow up and you kind of realize, okay, yeah, they're right. But I think the biggest thing about childhood is that's when you are shaping who you are becoming. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. you, you do change over the years. You do mature, but it shapes who you become as a person. So making sure that, you know, you're not sitting there attached to technology and living through a screen and actually developing relationships and learning how to interact with people um, and enjoying those experiences, that's like the key component to childhood for me because I'm sure that I would be a very different person if I grew up on my computer all the time. Yeah, no, (laughs) you guys are are speaking facts. You know, I I, I have to, you know, kind of reiterate and piggyback on what you guys have been saying. I... I think it's my parents and and the uh, and the work ethic and the morals that they placed inside me. You know, I, I I remember being so mad at times. My parents, my mom specifically, she would have Saturdays and Sundays were for rest and relaxation. But Saturdays we would wake up at eight a.m. and have our own. We do our own homework, but then have quote unquote you know, homeschool sessions where my mom would give us a book and we would need to finish it within that week and write a book report on Saturday. Or we would have these, you know, multiplication uh, timetables that we had to complete just to, just to keep our, our brain sharp. And she would do the same thing in the summertime where we would wake up Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. until midday, and we do, we would do this work. And I just remember being like, yo, this is so whack. Like, my brother, we used to, like, think like it was the end of the world like it's hot people are going outside like our friends are already at cultists like water size we're still here reading like what the heck is this my mom always said you know she always told us that like if we wanted to succeed and if we want to be the best at whatever we do we have to put in more work mm-hmm. um and sometimes putting in more work than maybe your friends or maybe anybody else or even you know putting in more work than you need to it might sound really like lame but it'll eventually pay off and like you guys said, Jerome and Melissa, like I used to tell my parents, like, oh, it's whack. You guys don't know what you're talking about. Now, <laughs> I realize that that kind of shaped my work ethic and that shaped how I perceive um, responsibilities and not necessarily putting myself up on a pedestal or putting anyone who does this on a pedestal, but I feel like for children who were kind of raised with morals and raised with uh, learning about the value of hard work, now when they want to tackle something, they can develop the game plan and then go get it. They don't have to, they realize that it's not going to come to them just by sitting down and not doing anything. And, you know, I can't, I can't, people tell me now, even people I grew up with, like, oh, we wish we had your parents because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to grow up and, like, develop uh, habits that you didn't have as a child. So mm-hmm. I'm really appreciative of my parents and the hard work ethic they placed in me. And, yeah, I love them. And the last question I was going to say, yeah. now that we're getting all mushy, if you could tell yourself, your younger self, one thing, what would it be? And I know it's so cliche, but it's very profound. No, I have the answer to this. What is it, Melissa? Be true to yourself. Yeah. I remember growing up, and I may or may not cut this out, but I remember being closeted yeah. as a kid. Yeah. And I was so preoccupied with making sure that people thought I was straight, that I compromised who I was as a person. And now I kind of went into university and I am like the gayest person, you know, but, (laughs) but I kind of broke out of that. But, um, but I would definitely go back and tell my younger self. I'm like, don't, 
be scared. If people are not going to like you for you, then... They're I mean, trash. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Winona yeah. said this on the last podcast, um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's... Or not Winona, sorry. Correction. Kitty said that on the last <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, just... Be yourself. Yeah. Try not to be worried about everything. You'll have plenty of time later in life to worry about stuff that actually deserves being worried about. Yeah. But if it if you have some part of yourself that you're concealing, yeah. you know, be true to yourself. There are people who are going to love and hate you no matter who you are. So yeah. just yeah. be you. <laughs> oh, man, that's really inspirational. And I'm not just saying that, like, that's pretty profound. Yeah. What about you, Jerome? Ooh, I'm, a, I'm a trying to think about it. Like, I was going to say be considerate because I usually didn't care much about what other people thought mm. or like how they would feel with my actions because, you know, you're a kid, you don't care. But I do that now. Like, I, I try really hard to be a good person and, like, make sure I, like, look to people's eyes when I speak or, yeah. like, make sure people repeat themselves if I, like, ignore them. But, you know, I never really did that as a child. So I guess to me it would be, you know, like younger drone be like be considerate like yeah. there is so much more like to life than being egotistical or really caring about just yourself yeah um and i think like yeah like kids are allowed to be kids i guess in a sense but also like you can't necessarily be the kid who's spoiled you know mm-hmm. like i i hope you can mm-hmm. yeah hope like younger drone mm-hmm. like you could be someone who makes other people feel good about being themselves right and, and also like when they're around you, they also feel good. But yeah, Yule, closing well, us out? Now you guys are going to make me have to, like, follow up with that. But I think for myself, it would have to be, what I would tell my younger self is uh, to not count yourself out. And it's so weird saying that because I, for the longest time, tried to put up a front that I was really confident and that I was, you know, comfortable with myself. And I eventually came into that because, you know, the whole notion of faking it till you make it, I really did play out for myself. But I used to remember... Just, like, thinking everybody else's opinion was more valid than mine. Thinking that everyone's interests were more valid than mine. And, you know, really struggling with that and allowing people to say things or do things and get away with it. And when I say get away with it, I don't mean to insinuate that it's okay to, you know, make, you know, uh, essentially two wrongs don't make a right. But what I mean by that is saying... I used to just allow people to just get away with things and not stand up for myself and not see the worth in myself. And uh, I, and growing up, especially, you know, I'm only 24, so I, I'm still learning this. But I remember a couple of months ago, I just remember someone saying something to me and it was disrespectful. And I remember just calling them out for it and being like, that's disrespectful. I'm not going to take that and don't talk to me like that. And that person got offended because I got offended. Yeah. So, um, you know, we'll leave that out. But I remember just being really proud of myself because I love people so much. I really, really love people. And I want people to feel comfortable. I want people to feel happy. And a lot of the times I would make that happen at my own expense. Mm-hmm. And so I realized that I needed to view myself and love myself the same way I loved others. Because... I wasn't loving myself the way I was treating myself to compensate for other people's desires or opinions. And so if I was younger, I would tell myself, well, it'll get better. And I'll tell myself that, you know, you matter. Your opinion matters. Your voice matters. Don't let people silence you. So that's what I would tell myself. Yes. So back to it. Nostalgia-wise, see you all at McDonald's Play Place. See you there. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, before we leave, uh, our special guest lecturer, Adam, 
<laughs> you see the looks at his face. Yo. His eyes are so big. Now nah, I'm just playing. Well, thank you guys so much for um, talking with me today, Jerome and Melissa. It's always a pleasure to have you guys thank you. Um, present with me. And thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. This was Fun on Fridays on Peak Speaks Podcast in collaboration with CJSF 90.1 FM Burnaby. Thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next week.